How do you care for the hurting people in your church? Stick around and we'll talk about that and a whole lot more with our special guest on this episode of Here at Home. Welcome to the Here at Home podcast, a podcast about the people here at McGregor, their stories, their ministry, and their love for Jesus. My name is Mark Bricker, your host for the Here at Home podcast. And joining me on today's Here at Home podcast is Dave Kreller. Well, hello, Mark. How are you today? Awesome. Glad to have you uh, on the podcast today. Looking forward to having an awesome conversation. And uh, we've got got a lot to cover, and we'll dive right in. First of all, I have a quick question because I know you've been around McGregor a long time, right? Long, time. long, long time. Like how long is a long time? Nancy and I joined in 1975. So quick math, 48 years. 48. So you're coming up on your 50th anniversary. That's uh, right. Anna McGregor. The member. golden anniversary. So man, that is a long time. I think you have Kerry Robinson beat. Yes. And yes, he was just a <laughs> young pup when he came. When he came. Yes. All right. All right. Well, tell us a little bit. I know you haven't um, lived here in Fort Myers and been a member at McGregor all 48, all of your years more than 48 uh i won't say how many i don't know how many just a few uh, so where were you where were you born and raised dave actually i was born in dallas texas my father was going to dallas seminary after the war wow. so i am a diehard cowboy fan and we die a lot yes um but, but then he had a church in southern pennsylvania during my elementary years so we lived in around lebanon pennsylvania which mm-hmm. i loved i learned to eat well when i lived there and then he then he went to Baptist Bible Seminary when I was in high school as a professor, and then to Michigan. Mm. So my freshman year of college at uh, Houghton College in Western New York. Houghton, the Houghton Highlanders. Houghton Highlanders. Yes, <laughs> I have never heard of that college. Thank you very much. Houghton. It is a real school. <laughs> I believe it. Yeah. And um, but they were in Michigan, and I went to school in Western New York. Um, after I graduated, Nancy and I got married. I taught math for three years in Western New York, and then we moved to Florida in 73. 73, all right. Exactly. Yeah. Lee oh. County School District for 20 and a half years, and then uh, joined the staff at McGregor, actually, when Jim Holbrook was here, um, and we started SFCA at that time. We'll come back to that in a minute. I want to okay. talk a little bit about that. But we do have this in common. We uh, were both born in Texas. I was born in Fort Worth, not Dallas. And my father was in seminary when I was born. Really? At Southwestern Baptist Theological I didn't know seminary. you were born in Texas. Yes, sir. Right. So Deep in the heart of Texas. We have, we have that in common. All right. So you end up here in Florida, and you're part of the Lee County Public Schools. But you end up on staff here at McGregor. How did that all come about? Well, uh, we joined McGregor in 75, and we spent time teaching. I was a deacon, and uh, Jim Holbrook and I developed a really good relationship. Um, he had a vision for, for a school, mm. and um, I was ready to move after 20 and a half years of the public system. I was a math teacher, but most of my time administrator, including principal at Cape Coral High School. So I had an administrative education background, and he had a vision to start a school, as I did, and uh, we just teamed up. And the, at that time, the church was extremely supportive, and mm. we were off and running. Yeah. What year was it that 
you started on staff to begin that process and what year did the school have its first year? Uh, I think we started in, um, in the night, I think I joined in 92 and uh, then it took maybe three years or I think it was 95. So 95. I think we just did, I think they just celebrated their anniversary here. Uh, anyway, we started uh, grades K through three. So we started with three grade, four grades, and then we added three and then middle school. And then once we had high school, a year at a time, so we moved rather aggressively, and hmm. praise God, now they have 830 students. Yeah, so it's really, uh, really growing, and just God's using that in some really amazing ways. You have stayed very busy. Uh, past, post that, once you stepped down from that, uh, you uh, is that when you went directly into running the store? Uh, no, actually, uh, when we moved down here, my wife worked for the state as a uh, in social services that lasted five years and I didn't really enjoy that kind of work. <clears throat> she had an opportunity to manage a Hallmark store and then later in 83 we had a chance to buy one. Okay. Uh, so we owned that store for well, 30 years. Yeah. Long time. 40 years, 30 some yeah. years. And um, then when I when I left the church we uh, at that left time. school. What's that? You left the school or the church? Well, the school. The school, okay. You left the, the employment of the church. Yeah, the church, and yes. then, there uh, you go. So then we ran the business together until we closed. In fact, that that itself was a blessing <clears throat> because our lease was going to be up. We were at the Coralwood Shopping Center in Cape Coral, and our lease was going to be up in March of 2020. And uh, we decided, okay, this is really time. Hallmark was gonna come in and they were gonna buy the store. COVID hit, mm -hmm. and wow. we uh, we had to close 10 days before the end of our lease. Mm. But it was such a blessing because if we still had our lease, it would have been, you know, 12, 10, 12,000 a month with no income. Yeah. So, um, I mean, the Lord just- Took care of that. Worked it Yeah, mm. that's awesome. And it was a good time for us to get out anyway. And I know you have stayed busy <laughs> in ministry here, uh, even though it might not have been uh, as a paid, <laughs> position. You have uh, always been very busy teaching life group, deacon ministry. What are some other areas that you have served? Uh, well, actually, in our younger days, uh, Nancy and I both worked right up through. We started with Kelly Cannon. Mm -hmm. I don't know if anybody remembers that name. Uh, started in the uh, children's, children's ministry. Yeah. And then when our kids moved through junior high, high school, we were in that age group. And when they both left, then we went to adult. Uh, so I've been teaching... I don't know how many years, however many years that is. And uh, also teaching on Wednesday nights occasionally, which mm -hmm. I enjoy. Uh, I do get paid. I get paid in uh, the pleasure of really, I, I enjoy teaching. Mm. And it's, it's, uh, it's something I feel called to do and I love to do it. So I get paid every time I teach. Yeah. So it's fabulous. Really. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> I'm gonna have you sit on your hands. <laughs> You have been banging the table the whole time. That's me. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. Little, little uh, nervous energy. There, uh, there you go. All right. Well, the reason I wanted you in here, Dave, because we could talk about any of those different things, because you have done <coughs> so many, you know, different ministry areas of the church and the school. But most recently, you and your wife Nancy have 
uh, been a part or really the the spearhead for starting a, a new ministry or restarting, I guess I could say, because we had this back years ago. But exactly. as, as in recent times, kind of what we'll call it starting a new ministry here called the Stephen Ministry. Right. And so I started off the podcast, you know, how does how do you help somebody that's hurting as a church? What are and the, the answer to that question, there are a lot of ways. But you really felt this would have been, this is a great opportunity for us to mobilize, equip, and train people to do that type of ministry. So I would love for you, first of all, to give us a kind of a short definition of what is Stephen Ministry, because I think there's still people, even though we talk about it and they hear about it and they see, uh, they still might not really fully know, or you know, as they say, you have to hear several times before you really know what something is. So give us a good, simple definition of what Stephen Ministry is. And then why did you, did you and Nancy feel the burden? Because I know it was a lot of work uh, to, to get this restarted again here with the, from mm -hmm. the, your own personal training, your own time, your own investment. I mean, it was a lot. So give us, a, give us that uh, definition and then talk a little bit about the, the call to do this. Uh, Stephen Ministry has been around actually since the 70s, and it was started by a pastor in St. Louis, actually a Lutheran pastor in St. Louis, who as a pastor realized that there were so many people in his church who needed care, hmm. uh, just personal one-on-one -on -one care, that no pastor, no, no number of pastors can take care of all those situations. So he developed a program for lay people. Uh, interestingly, not only was he a pastor, but he had a degree in psychology. So he had, you know, the perfect set of gifts to begin to do something like this. And uh, he put together a program. Today, the program is international. Mm. In fact, when we went to leaders training, we had people from India. Uh, we had all kinds of denominations. Actually, one thing that struck us was there weren't that many Baptist churches there. <clears throat> there were a lot of Lutherans and even Episcopal, Catholic others. Um, but it is an evangelically based program. I mean, the, the curriculum is definitely Bible-centered. Um, and we'll get to that in just a second. <clears throat> but Stephen Ministry is a one-on-one, -on -one personal, confidential care ministry. And I emphasize confidential because uh, once a Stephen minister is assigned to a care receiver, and that's the terminology we use for somebody who needs care, once they're assigned, uh, that relationship is totally confidential. Not even people, other Stephen ministers know necessarily at all who that person is assigned to, and there's a purpose for that. And the purpose is that those that Stephen ministers charge is to develop a trust, deep trust relationship with that person, so they are willing to share their deepest feelings at some point in time. They are able to acknowledge them, accept them. And the fundamental belief of the Stephen ministry is that a Stephen minister does not heal somebody. God is the healer. Mm. And the only way that can happen is if a person who's hurting accepts and understands the deepest feelings they have. Now, it's not counseling, though. It is not counseling at all. Uh, there are plenty of counseling principles involved, but it is not a counseling program. Right. Um, and purposefully so. Because a counselor does more direction, directing a person towards some sort of a conclusion. Stephen ministers don't do that at all. Mm. A Stephen minister is just there to care. Now, obviously, that person has to have a, you know the spiritual gift of <clears throat> mercy, and they have to have those spiritual gifts. But what we have found here is that um, as 
we train ministers, as we interview people for, for training for Stephen Ministry, they have all been through oh, I, any realm, any mm-hmm. runs a whole gamut of, of issues that somebody goes through in life. And God, God brought them through on the other side. Mm-hmm. And um, so they can use that experience, which I believe is a biblical principle. They can use that biblic, that, that experience to uh, help another person who's going through Absolutely. something similar. Yep. And we use that a lot when we match people for mm-hmm. uh, CRs. Yeah. So what? Uh, obviously, just talking about it, I can already tell that you know you you saw the the potential of what this could do for people in our own church. So I'm assuming that's kind of what motivated you to want to get this going again here. True. I mean, we had uh, we 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 actually have a number of pastors, of course, on staff who meet with individual people. But again, the same problem exists. You have 2,500 people in a church plus. How many pastors do you have? How much time can they devote to individual people? Uh, Plus you have the charge, the biblical charge, for people who are members of the body of Christ to be involved in in ministry in some fashion. And we look around and we see maybe, in my opinion, a lot of people who need to be in ministry who are not. Mm. And maybe they didn't have the opportunities to do that. then on the other, there are also people we know in our culture that, and just society in in, in uh, general, things happen in people's lives. Uh, they experience uh, all kinds of issues in their life, and life groups help because they're connected in life groups. Uh, but the difference for a Stephen minister is, <clears throat> they may not. It may be somebody they don't totally know, mm-hmm. and most times it is, and. In a life group, you're very familiar with people, and you can be very hesitant to really right. share your deepest feelings. And you, plus, you don't have the time, one on one necessarily, um, particularly men, to uh, really form that kind of relationship with somebody where you're really, you know, ready to just bear your soul. Yeah. Uh, and that's the goal. The goal is to have somebody you trust, who you know is going to be confidential, and um, you can just share your deepest feelings. Share whatever is right. going on. Mm-hmm. What What are some of the range of issues, struggles that you have seen that people have, that are care receivers? What are some, just an example. So if someone's listening, they're like, well, what are the types of needs that are being met through Stephen Ministry? <laughs> the very first uh, care receiver we ever had was a man, self-identified. That in itself is unusual, uh, but he's somebody who was new to the area, and he was he was struggling with relationships at work, hmm. um, and he just needed to talk to somebody about those relationships. We had uh, somebody who lost a pet, and which can be pretty traumatic. Can be pretty traumatic. Yes. Then you the whole range goes from um, illnesses that are maybe very serious. Uh, loss of a spouse, mm-hmm. dealing with somebody who has Alzheimer's, Alzheimer's, um, um, all kinds of different issues like that. Yeah, and the reason I wanted you to share some of those is for anybody listening. Sometimes it's hard to go. Well, is that for me? I'm not really sure. But to actually hear some of the examples sometimes can help somebody go. Yeah, that might be something that I need to look into that might benefit. benefit any me. any issue that somebody's going through in life that causes them worry, doubt. Uh, consternation, whatever it might be, to the point where it really begins to affect them, and they don't have any other way to to deal with it. Um, 
It could be anything like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it could be a young person, a young mom, loss of a child. It could be, um, it could be a divorce. It could be you're divorced, but you're struggling with uh, custody issue with your kids, financial issues, issues at work, whatever it might be. Yeah. I mean, in life, people experience all kinds of issues. Any issue is one that is um, a possibility for a Stephen Minister. Now, I know that uh, obviously there are limits on on what a Stephen Minister can do in those. What are some of the points where where you like, hey, this is as far as we can go, and then how do you resource, refer them to maybe get help that goes beyond what a Stephen Minister can provide? Uh, one thing that we've done is build a resource book for uh, the ministry. Uh, so if you're dealing with a, with a care receiver who has a financial need or has a um, custodial issue or uh, taking care of someone, a Stephen minister is not someone who gets your, runs errands for you or gets groceries or any of those things or financial resources, none of those things. However... We can, if necessary, put them in touch with people who have those. Mm. But one of the biggest things is, and Stephen Ministry has, has, is 50 hours of training. So we, it takes us about two and a half months. It's, uh, we meet every once a week, two and a half hours each time, and we cover modules. We have a module specifically designed to help you identify when you need assistance. Mm. Um, from the point of calling your Stephen leader uh, because you have a crisis situation, or when when to do it, when to call nine one one, when to refer them to professional counseling, whatever it might be. So part of the training is recognizing when you need to do that. Yeah. One of the big vehicles we have to help, though, is all of our Stephen ministers meet every well two Tuesday nights a month, and the reason for that is peer supervision. Mm-hmm. Uh, peer supervision has a, a dual purpose. One is accountability because as a Stephen minister they're to meet with their person uh, for at least an hour uh, every week so it is a time commitment for a Stephen minister but you're not going to be able to develop a relationship with somebody unless you spend the time right. doing it and uh, so peer peer supervision helps to keep them accountable to doing that the other part of that is uh, during that time a group of smaller group of Stephen ministers, uh, share their contact report. Again, no information that would identify somebody or no names or anything like that. But I've contacted my, my CRs so many times. Um, if they're having any issues with somebody, uh, not knowing how to handle a different situation, they can get advice from their peers. And uh, so they have an accountability system, they have an encouragement system, they have a way they, they can get some additional help mm-hmm. if they need it. I love that Wait, you said it real quickly, but 50 hours of training right on the front end that each uh, Stephen minister has gone through that type of training. And not only do you have that, but you have what you just were describing, that ongoing um, accountability, encouragement, and in some ways even training. You're still training them. You never stop hopefully learning uh, and learning from one another, learning from uh, whoever the leaders are. So I love that idea of... Uh, well, as a matter of fact, sharp. yeah. As a matter of fact, every uh, not everyone, but we have purposefully we do uh, continuing education during our peer supervision time. In fact, uh, this month we're starting a, uh, reading a book on empathy, 
and uh, just to refresh ourselves mm. with what, what true empathy is. Um, we've also done grief. You know, Mark Bricker came in once and spoke about his own personal situation. I with, did. With his son and his father. And uh, we have had, um, we've had other folks come in and just share their grief experience, knowing so that our Stephen ministers, Stephen ministers could hear what, from a care receiver, what grief really feels like. Right. Um, because grief is one of the bigger issues that we do face. You know, right. loss of a spouse. Uh, we have our own personal experience with my wife's mother having Alzheimer's, and uh, we know that all the feelings that are involved, grief, um, anger, um, regret, mm. all of those feelings can be very deep feelings, and uh, they need to be dealt with because they, they affect us in a very negative way. So, Yeah, I would imagine that uh, the, the whole issue of grief... Uh, would be something that unfortunately a lot of people don't seek out help but imagine if they did and had somebody that they could talk to and uh, so i'm grateful that hopefully for those that do seek out and hopefully more and more in the future will will seek out help and you know through the stephen ministry or even if they're just you know getting finding a counselor or what whatever they need to to process through that grief because so many people do that on their own and usually it doesn't always end so well when they're trying to do it themselves true but i'm grateful and this is separate from the stephen ministry but we have uh, a ministry called grief share right uh, that's a shorter term type thing um, but that could also be a maybe a jumping off spot for people then to go on to, we uh, we actually have had people referred from grief share to our ministry Perfect. because the difference between the two is uh, grief share is more of a, uh, a group mm -hmm. kind of activity right right okay? and Stephen ministry is confidential one on one, -on -one. Yeah. yeah with a real purpose to get those deep feelings out uh, so a person can accept them and accepting them is the most important thing yeah the worst thing is having those deep feelings that we just don't like and we don't want to don't want to accept but God's healing only comes when a person can accept, yes, this is me, this is the way I am, and I don't want to be that way. Yeah. So, How many Stephen ministers have you trained um, to date? In our first class, our biggest class was the very first one, and that was, um, they were all commissioned in November of 2008. So, <clears throat> just step back maybe to how we started this. So you did ask that question, I never did get there. Um, but we were, we were serving, doing, my wife has been in first impressions in the church here for years, and uh, we were just looking for something else, realizing that there were probably a lot of people who needed to have some care. Um, we remembered that, yes, we had, maybe 20 years ago, John Davis was the senior, pa senior, senior pa pastor of the seniors at that time, and he trained uh, mainly seniors uh, as a ministry, they went to leadership training with Stephen Ministry and everything else. So we remembered that, and um, you know Jim Holbrook was here at that time, and John Davis, and you know it was their it was their vision to begin something like that. So we remembered that, and we checked into Stephen Ministry on our own. Uh, found out they have training twice a year in Orlando. This was pre-COVID, so it was a big conference kind of training. Uh, we went to the deacons and said, hey, if we, if we go, when we come back, could we start this program? So we went and were trained, and then, then we began the elder program after that. 
uh, when we came back. So went to the elders, presented the idea, and when it was approved, we started our first class in 2008, and uh, we had 24 people that we trained. Since that time, we've trained, uh, I think, uh, 45 people, and um, we've had uh, four or five different sessions of teaching. Uh, we've done classes as small as four, three, um, and then the biggest was 24. You need to have a few because one of the key components of the training is not only the content, but practice. Yeah, you gotta have somebody to practice on. Skill practice. <laughs> and a skill, skill practices uh, fit the each module that we're doing. Right. One of the first modules is listening skills. And um, so the skill practices are all designed to help a person develop those skills. And you said 2008, I think you meant 2018. 18, Yeah. right, 2018, thank you. <laughs> Been going for 15 years? Yeah, 15 or? years. Wow. No, no, 2018. <laughs> there right. you go. Thank you. Yeah. So, uh, and since the time we've trained uh, 60 or 70, I mean, we've had 60 or 70 different care receivers. So we, uh, we've had quite a few people. Mm. Whole range, as we said earlier, a whole range of different issues. Yeah. Uh, one that really sticks in my mind is um, a person who uh, first became a care receiver uh, when her husband... Uh, had Alzheimer's. And anybody who's ever dealt with that realizes there's a whole wide range and long-term set of feelings that are, that are involved, mm -hmm. uh, not only personally, but in the family itself. Um, our Stephen minister was with that person during that time. And then, unfortunately, um, once the husband passed, so there was a grief time, mm -hmm. uh, that person then developed cancer. Mm. And that's a whole different set of, you know, feelings and issues that a person is going through. But the Stephen minister stayed with that person during that time. Through that whole process. So, which which points that to the point that Stephen ministers may that relationship may last a short period of time, two three months, or two three years as long as necessary. Yeah, I love that 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 <clears throat> mentality that will will be here with you through it, no matter how long it, that right. takes. Yeah. If somebody's listening and they want to uh, consider or look into being a, a care receiver, to having a, their own Stephen minister to, to work with, what's the process for, for them going about that? If they're listening to this and like, yeah, I think that's something that would help me, what should they do? Um, I'm glad you asked the question that way because we think it's important for this to happen. Um, many times, not many, but times people come to us and say, you know, I think so-and-so could use a care receiver. We're not going to call anybody and say, you know what? Somebody told us that you needed a care receiver. That's not the way it should work. What we encourage people to do is either themselves or if they know someone, talk to them about what Stephen Ministry is mm -hmm. and have them contact us. The easiest way to contact us is... Uh, either my email or Nancy's mail, and that's on all the literature that we have here, or simply call Tammy in the church office. Call the church office, 936-1754, and ask for Tammy Goodwin, Tammy and Goodwin. she will take care of it. That and would she'll be do it. the easiest way. Or one of the pastors, uh, because pastors mm -hmm. have referred people to us, uh, so on. But the important thing for us is speak to that person first. Yeah. Uh, have them contact us. person needs to take the initiative. Yeah. <clears throat> what happens after that is, uh, if it's a gentleman who calls, I'll arrange to meet with him. We'll sit down and talk. Or my wife, if, if it's a woman. Mm. And uh, after that initial interview, 
Um, we go away. We pray about who the Steve minister might be, uh, and 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 then connect them. Um, we go to a Steve minister. We give them the information that we have, and then uh, the Steve minister calls that person, and they set up their first meeting, and they're then they're on their own after that. Hmm. Um, That's neat. We have found in the past that um, that the Lord really puts people together. Yeah. And we pray about if we pray about a situation and somebody needing uh, a Stephen minister, we know the background of the Stephen ministers. We know the care receivers somewhat, and uh, and the Lord puts the whole thing together. That's neat. And we found that to be to work out just fab- fabulously uh, over the years. So, well, well, Dave, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to come by and, and share about the Stephen ministry and just to hear how it got started, what it is, the impact it's having on people's lives, uh, and the opportunity for people listening, if either themselves or somebody they know that they think would benefit from being a part of this, don't hesitate. Call church office. Uh, like Dave said, don't do that for someone else. They need to do it themselves, but they can call 936-1754 and ask for Tammy and we'll be glad to get the get the ball rolling on our end. All right. Could I speak about one other thing we're doing? If you make it quick. Okay. One, once we uh, once we started this... That was we my re- nice smooth wrap up, but go ahead. Okay. We Well, I didn't want to interrupt that. Uh, you're kicking me under the table, aren't you? Anyway, uh, what we realized was having been here many years, there are many people that we know who contributed their lives to this church, and when they get to a state where they, they can no longer attend church, they were kind of being ignored. Hmm. Uh, so we have we started, this is not really part of the international Stephen ministry, but we train our people to, uh, we use some of our Stephen ministers and some of the deacons do the same. Uh, to make sure these people are visited on a regular basis, maybe not every week, but at least a month or twice a month, because they're part of our church. And they contributed to the legacy of the church, and we don't want to forget them. So we call that the legacy ministry. And we have anybody who's in assisted living or in uh, that kind of a care situation, even homebound, we want to make sure that somebody from here is there ministering to reaching out to them so that's that's kind of a a new thing that we kind of added a few years ago that's awesome all right well thanks again dave uh this wraps up another episode of here at home and so appreciate you joining us dave and also for those of you that are listening thank you so much for being part of our here at home podcast community and if you haven't yet subscribed to the here at home podcast please take a moment and do that Uh, sign up for the notifications as well and that way every time a new podcast drops you'll be notified all right so thanks for listening and we'll see you back in a couple weeks right here at home Thank you.